Hello and welcome to a very special Wicked Off Topic Cast. Our first one that we're, well, testing recording this way. I'm, what makes it a Wicked Off Topic Cast? Well, we're only going to have one topic this week. It's not going to have anything to do with video games. It's a darkness facing the hockey community. And since, uh, well, Jeff is no longer here to talk about hockey, I and I feel uniquely qualified to do this. Jeff's back to talk about hockey. We've been talking talk about hockey on the podcast for fucking ever. Say hi, Jeff. Hello. I have returned to take over Alex's seat momentarily. The usurper who took my throne in my absence. It's not a very attractive throne. <laughs> it's mostly covered in slime and grit and... Uh, fuck, am I already back in the shame corner? That yeah. took no fucking time whatsoever, did it? Like, it's <laughs> funny you think you left the shame corner. <laughs> I live here. What, why am I always they put in, in a corner? mini fridge? Yep. <laughs> they put a mini fridge in a microwave. I'm not. I'm. I have too much shame to use the oven. I can only eat things that are reheatable. Bitch, you get a hot plate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just get a water boiler, and I just live on. Uh, it, it's it's tall for spaghetti, so I'm only capable of putting in like I have to crush up the ramen first. Dude, I saw <laughs> someone make ramen on a um, fucking like processor today or something in a video like what do you mean by a processor they like use they just the turn heat... the food processor no no until... a, like a, a a processor for a computer they took the heat sink off and oh, used God. the off heat from that to boil water or something and i'm watching it going like how far have we fallen as a culture that this is a thing i mean you and i have shared a hotel room where we made ramen in a coffee maker yeah that's that's that's, uh, that's, that's socially acceptable that's like acceptable motel living like when you set out to use computer parts to boil water to make ramen, you're completing a dark circle I want no part of. <laughs> so that's where we start exiling people? I guess. That's where we turn them away at the gate? <laughs> uh, yeah. Welcome to heaven. Ooh, you made ramen using the processor of a computer. Oof. You're no, going to help I don't think us. The big, I, yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't think the big guy's going to like that. <laughs> Hell Plus. Not a lot of people in Hell Plus, but you're joining them. You were you weren't aware Hell has a basement. <laughs> Even Satan doesn't know it's there. It's one of those things like in Hell where like if you've ever been to a hotel where they have like the only one elevator can go more floors. No. It's like that. <laughs> and what's this? Oh, that's the service elevator for Hell. The what? Oh, it only goes down. They do what? laundry down there. Yeah. And <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> Hell Plus looks. Hell Plus makes normal hell look like heaven. That's how bad Hell Plus is. Is there Heaven oh Plus? No. <laughs> yes. Welcome back temporarily, Jeff. Yeah, it's good to be back. I think. <laughs> yeah. We were I, met on a mission this week, but I I suppose because you haven't been here for a while, what have you been up to since you were last on a podcast like half a year ago? Oof. Was it was a good half a year? Uh, maybe um, not quite that. It's been twenty episodes at least. Oh, yeah, easily, because yeah. my last one was 100, and you just did 121. This will be 122? No, this will be a Wicked Off... Nope, you're not on an official podcast. This is a Wicked Off-topic one. They don't oh, this count with the normal numbers. You're going to bury this on Mixler, aren't you, so no one will listen to it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I I really need to like keep my bad ideas to myself, especially when I, like, I, I, I know the idea's bad, I form the idea, I conclude that it's bad, and then I just say it anyway. I really need to stop that process. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's see. So, ironically, I have not been up to a lot. Most things have been just work, 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 which is, I know, very much what I always am doing, and then it's working out and playing hockey. But uh, It's good you're playing games, hockey, because hockey's why you're here today. It is, ironic. Um, but, uh, so... The one video game thing that I've been doing and is I've been playing Persona 3. A lot of Persona 3. You haven't beaten Persona 3 yet? It, it's a process. I'm at, uh, on the, like, you know how there's a, um, a, a tarot for, like, the group? Yeah. Like, your progress in that? I'm on 9 right okay. now. Um, I am, I am a large chunk of the way through the game. Um, and it also didn't help that I put the game down for a while, because 4 is definitely better than 3. Yeah, 3 might be the worst one to jump back into, in all honesty. Like, yeah. 1 and 2, you won't even lie to yourself about picking it back <laughs> up. It's like, well, fuck it, we're starting over, I guess. 3, you're like, 
oh, I can figure this out. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, three. I think the problem I'm running into, I don't know if it's just I've gotten good at Persona games or they just planned it worse. Like, I've reached a point in the game where I've done every at-night activity that is worth doing. Yep. Like, I maxed out on all my maxable stats, and there's only, like, I think there's only one relationship you can actually interact with at night in Persona 3 total. And well, I'm so like, hmm, what guess running... I just go to bed early now. Yeah, what you're running into is kind of the, it's, it's why I kind of maintain the stance of, like, as good as 4 is, 5 is a little bit better, because there's at least always something to go do, even if the grindable minigame kind of thing. Three is when they start kind of doubling down on this whole like S linking stuff, and if you mm -hmm. played three first, three is fine. If you've played four and five, you can run a shit to do in three real fast because it's like, okay, what do you do? You max your social skills. Why? Because that opens everything else up. Yep. In three, um, was gonna say four also like because the grinding takes place during the day. Yeah. It opened up a lot more stuff at night. Like it's just better planned and then yep. five they just built on that. Yeah, it's it's iterative at that point. Yeah. Was I say the um but also three's relationship stuff is so fucking punishing. Yep. Like the amount of things that they're like, "Oh, did you hang out with that person five times?" "Yes, you're dating them now." "Wait, what?" Whoops. So you can't you can't take people to like level 10 and like not be cheating on other people no like wow that's punishing <laughs> and it's like okay well can i at least pick the people i want oh no some of the people don't aren't available until like three quarters plus the way through the game well what am i supposed to do after school we don't fucking know who cares like yeah who cares like the game is really fucking punishing <laughs> yeah um that said i do like the storyline oh it's great uh, it's, it's one of the it, better persona storylines yeah, it has a lot of just shit going on, and this is going to be, like, a little alienating for content, but because I'm just going to start talking about Persona 3 in a way that only people who've played the game will understand, because I'm not doing a weekly Persona update. Uh, the character Junpei, I started out fucking hating him, and I thought he was just going to be the Ryoji slash uh, uh, Brosuke from Persona 4, like, okay, you're this character, great, I'm just going to toss you over my shoulder, I don't fucking care. And he has way more character arc than Brosuke or Ryuji ever had by a lot. And I'm not going to say I like him by any means. He's still fucking annoying. But like you get him a they, little bit better. You get him a lot better because like he starts having like he's the he's the generic best friend character. He's there to be the like ride your nuts character. That's just yeah. like really annoying. He would be, if you've ever seen Initial D, he's the, he's the best friend that everyone wants to throttle. And um, in Persona 4 and 5, that character just, like, worships you the whole game. Junpei starts getting jealous that, like, you're the main character, and it's just like, oh, yeah, everything works out for you. Why don't we just all follow you all around? Don't you just boss me around, for fuck's sake. Like, he gets frustrated, which at first I was very like, fuck you, dude. I'm the main character. Yeah, you're gonna have to ride my nuts. And, like, then later he winds up, like, actually falling in love with someone that's, like, a villain, and then, like, he goes through his entire arc of, like, self-destruction with that. And then by the end, when you actually have to make, like, hard decisions, he's the first person to admit he's, like, afraid of the consequences of the decision stuff. I'm like, okay, this character's a lot deeper than Brosuke or Ryuji. Um, yeah, it's... I'm not I can make a case for three is the best written of kind of the three modern persona games, I guess. Like three, four, and five are the ones you can go back to and play at this point in time. I think four or five are the best overall. The writing in three is really strong, especially because yeah. there's a whole second version of that game out there. The female side? Yeah. It's a very different game. Really? I the romance options are totally different. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a pretty different story. That's interesting. Yeah. Because at the beginning of the game, it gave me the option, and it was like, if you've never played this game, we highly suggest you play the guy. Yeah. And I it's... was like, I don't see the reasoning, but whatever. I think they added so... that in the second like iteration of 3. You could play as a female, but you, ha you play as the female version of the main character. 
But so the explanation the game gives is it's always been there. It's just they make it available at the beginning of the game for the PSP releases. Yes, it used to be you had to unlock. You had it. to beat the game. Yeah, yeah, you used to have to beat the game first before it unlocked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the fact they added that was I thought pretty cool. Yeah, it's like Persona Three is good. Persona Three is the female protagonist might be some of the best writing that franchise has pulled off. Really? It's it's oh. pretty different. It's it's weird because I don't always feel that they always write their female characters all that well, but having a fe- like, having a female main character for that is kind of why I want them to do a female main character for the next Persona. Have they ever done it in like the general Shin Megami Tensei series? Because I know, I mean, I mean maybe once I... you start doing that and start bringing in, was it the Devil, uh, uh, Devil Summoner? What's it called? Yeah, it's. They've had a lot of chances to do it. Those are more Pokemon-ish, though, than, like, the Persona, I would say, is the more... Let me back up. Like, Nocturne, the best of the Shin Megami Tensei games. That tells a fantastic story. But that's kind of the last, like, mainline Shin Megami Tensei that's not just stop the fucking apocalypse, the story. Well, that game doesn't stop the apocalypse. It opens with it. Yes, and that's why that (laughs) game is good. (laughs) That game's kind of the weird aftermath of a Shin Megami Tensei game. Yeah. I remember playing that game and I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Because it was before I'd picked up 4. Yep. And then I played a little bit. And I'm like, okay, well, the thing is I got far enough in the game that it was out of the ordinary, but it wasn't far enough out yeah. of the ordinary to be anything but like a regular JRPG. It was like, okay, it started with the apocalypse. A bit bold, but, you know, s- technically so does Final Fantasy X kind of starts with the apocalypse yep. too. Not that I've beaten that game, nor do I care to, but like, like okay, this this is interesting. And then I put it down because playing, or I own it on PlayStation 2, and sitting down at a console to play a game like that is very time-consuming for me. Um, I much prefer it on a handheld because I can take it with me like yeah. to my parents' house or to my girlfriend's place, and I can just play it there. And um, 3 is just a lot harder to do that, or... Three is very easy to do that with. Nocturne's harder to do that with. And I was so depressed last week hearing you say that they're discontinuing everything for the PSP because uh, I've still been like mentally like holding on, like, come on, Nocturne. Come on, Nocturne. <laughs> and apparently they're just officially not going to fucking do that. I suspect there's a way you could find to get Nocturne on the PSP nefariously. Shit, the minute. Shit, the minute you say that, I just remembered I own a PSP 1000 that may or may not be capable of that. All right, yeah. well. I get. Uh, thanks for listening to the Wicked Awesome Cast. Uh, I've got something to go fucking do. <laughs> um, if only we had. Shit, the you are so fucking right. Yeah. What We're am like, I doing with my life? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Bye, everybody. Or actually, no. That's yeah. not. That's a PS2 game, not a PlayStation One game. Okay, I can't get that on a PSP One Thousand. You don't know that. Oh, that's fair. Fairly confident though, but I don't know. Maybe. But I do know that there is no available version for the PlayStation Vita through the store. They're which ma- is really disappointing. Oh no, this is not this is PS3. not a legal way of putting it on there. But I, oh, I, I know I would be remiss if I didn't remind you the best selling part of the original PSP was its homebrew culture. Yes. Oh no, absolutely. But yeah, I I'm gonna have to figure. I'm gonna have to look into this further because I really do want handheld Persona. Uh, Nocturne. I suspect the technology is out there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but all that aside, Persona Three is good. <laughs> like ninety-five percent of the way through it. Um, it is definitely the darker, grittier game. Um, it has done a really good job of having twists and turns that, like, I did find like interesting and like kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, a lot of the intergroup's relationship to itself and like who knew who at like the company and whatnot i found very well written and the motivation for the villains i found to be some of the best of in like any game yeah which i guess apparently we're fucking deep diving this strap in people um man we came to talk about hockey i know we'll get our fuck um (laughs) but uh basically the premise is that there is a reason that you're a persona user there's this tower that uh appears because evil shit and you and the villains both gain your persona power because the tower exists 
but you're trying to stop and destroy the tower because it's going to help you save the world. The villains looked at this and went, why would you try to destroy the tower? Haven't you seen how powerful it's made you? Why would you ever want to give this up? You're trying to take this away from us. We're going to stop you. And I was like, wow, I actually kind of side with these guys. They're dicks, but I totally get where they're coming from. Yeah. I was like, okay, that is, that is a good fucking villain. Um, so that's Persona 3. Um, I guess I'll just tell one or two more story things, and then uh, we'll jump into the hockey part. <laughs> Or this turns into a full wicked awesome cast with yeah. Alex. Um, take so, this as a lesson, Alex. Yeah, I think this is a lesson. You know, it's funny because I was talking to one of my friends and we were talking about D and D, and he's like, he actually's like, Jeff, you're really good at improv and stuff. I'm like, well, you learn a lot vamping for two out three hours a week <laughs> for two years. Yeah. Um. So I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. But uh, so. I'll say my D&D character that I've been playing in Shadowrun, which is... That sentence think, hurts my brain. Yep. So this character's name is Jason English. And he talks like this. Of course he does. And he's a complete weeaboo. Oh, and... Oh, <laughs> you know, okay, actually, no, the implications of playing a weeaboo in Shadowrun intrigue me from a storytelling standpoint. I almost I try to explain everything using made up animes as his way of conveying himself. Like that's fucking see, brilliant. I'm like, so back in around the 2012s, they came out with a reboot of Full Metal Alchemist Death Punch One Man Show Seven Revengeance, and in it, the main character Freezy Pop was trying to take on Piccolo, and when they did, they realized that friendship was the answer. So what I'm saying is, we should go in through the vent, like. <laughs> And doing stuff like that is just a ton of fun for me. <laughs> um, and then my DM basically reached out to me outside of the game and was like, he wrote me this thing that's like, hey, Chummer, I got a uh, bar that I want to sell you since you and I go way back. And I was like, excellent, I'll turn it into a maid cafe. <laughs> He's like, I don't fucking care what you do with it. So I'm currently trying to bankrupt myself in Shadowrun. <laughs> that can be hard to do. Not because you can't yeah. spend money, just like figuring out the rules to bankrupt yourself. Mm. Well, I'm sure they go as deep as you want them to. Roll for attendance. Roll for attendance that doesn't fuck with your place. Um, we now consult Appendix 6B. It's the size of a dictionary. I said 6B. Why do you not have this post-it noted? This thing is all post-it notes. <laughs> I fucking hate um, Shadowrun. I love Shadowrun, but <laughs> Fuck um, but no. <laughs> so other than that let's see uh, I had the fun moment of rediscovering baby metal while at work which was um, on when I'm working I have this giant playlist of music that I listen to oh god and I just took the entire new baby metal album and just tossed it in there is there a new one and no 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 it's the it's the old one the okay. new one I just recently got around to listening to it in gotcha. full because I'm going to be honest, the their solo, Ninja, with Rob Halford, it's an okay song, but like, I don't like it more than any song off their first album. Like, their first album was just sure. fucking magic. And I'm sitting there working, and then the song Yava came on, and I'd never heard it before. And just this moment of like, working, working, working. Oh, what is this? Oh my, what is this? Oh, oh dear. I think this is my new favorite song. <laughs> it's just like out of nowhere getting blasted with that song, which is hyper fucking like, it, it's like someone tried to take, tried to intentionally write a Nightcore song a little bit. <laughs> oh, that um, sentence. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I understand. I'm not a metal. good person. <laughs> but uh, there was a text that me and Charlie exchanged a little while back with a little uh, little band that came out that I kept listening for him to drop their name on the podcast and it never came. But uh, if you if you want want a good time, check out some uh, some Bloody Wood. Uh, they are they are <laughs> magic. I I love their music. <laughs> they don't have enough songs for me to mention them on the podcast. Like they're great. No, they've got three. They've got Ari Ari Tanuk Tanuk. And Indian Street Metal. Okay, you need to check if they have nine on Amazon Music. 
Do they now? Yeah. Most of it's covers is the problem. Yeah. And I'm like, other than Tanook Tanook, I don't care about them doing covers. I want more fucking original music out of them because they are awesome. Yeah. Um, and for those are maybe I should sell this pitch that I've been just put out. They're a Indian heavy metal band and they blend it with um a lot of like there will be a lot of like flutes and like very traditional drums and stuff. Basically in it, and the it just Indian version works of El Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good description. <laughs> the and like it's just melt great. The <laughs> it's basically I, this Indian version of an obscure band no one's heard of. Slide yep. glasses back up. Where where's Alex? I need a few flannel shirts yeah. and some uh <laughs> and a PBR. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> uh so one story I've wanted to tell you because uh so when I was out in LA I got to spend a lot of time with Charlie. Big surprise. Mistakes and me. one of the things I was not prepared for about LA is that you are taxed for using shopping bags. And I'll yep. never forget the look of confusion on the woman's face when she's like, do you want that bag? And I said yes. And like, she hadn't heard those words in years. And just like, you what? I'm like, I'll it's take not so much a bag. Tax, it's an upcharge, but yeah. Yeah. And just like the confusion of like, this person wants bags. I don't understand. We are we do not use bags here. We have forgiven and moved on from them. We do not associate or talk to the people that use bags. Like, okay, lady. And um, so now my girlfriend has asked me to get uh, reusable shopping bags. I'm like, whatever. I'll make, you know, makes the girlfriend happy and make me happy. And I got them. And the day I bought them, I'm at the store and I'm like, okay, uh, can I have three of the two for a dollar uh reusable bags she's like okay cool i'm like all right that was easy now they're gonna put the food in like do you want uh this do you want your meats bags i went oh shit this requires more effort than i was anticipating like do you want your meats bag i'm like um what do people normally do <laughs> uh some say yes some say no uh not helping um 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 yes Yes, bag the meats. She's like, okay, cool. Do you want the rotisserie chicken in a bag? And I'm like, um, shit. I didn't expect this to come with a quiz show. I did not realize how unprepared I was for this decision. Um, no? Do people usually... No? I guess it saves you a bag. I'm being nice, eh? And, uh, of course, to my luck, that was the one time in, like, forever my rotisserie chicken fucking opened up and poured all over the interior of the bag. I was like, Yep, so I guess my first day of ownership of reusable shopping bags will be spent cleaning reusable shopping bags. Mm. <laughs> Fucking great. Choked um, in a game-time decision there, man. Yeah, no, that went into OT and things went south. <laughs> Some amateur hour bullshit you got going on there. <laughs> Pretty much, but now or, I haven't been back yet, but I, I, I'm now a little more prepared for the quiz show that comes with this, and the answer is yes. I will take as many bags as you will give me and put them in my reusable bags because I guess fuck the environment unless I want to literally spend my weekend fucking scrubbing these fuckers again. <laughs> yeah. But um, in short, that basically brings you up to date with me. Most other than that, it's me programming and fighting with robots and cameras attached to robots. Mm. And yes, I said fucking with, fucking with robots, which... Charlie no, you didn't on me this time before. around. You said that before yeah. we started recording, yeah. really. Yeah. I, I, I said that I've been mostly been fucking robots. Or I've been fucking with robots. And Charlie's, so how's that? <laughs> you, you jumped on it flawlessly. Oh, I'll, I, I'll, I'll just turn this, instead of trying to recreate, I'll just pay homage to the uh, the magnificence that that was. Uh, it's like you never left referencing things that won't be in the podcast. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. What have I done with my life? <laughs> Well, you're here again, so it's either going great down back at rock bottom. <laughs> rock bottom, how we had never left. Start at the bottom, oh. still there. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. I mean, we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> comeback and first success. <laughs> or that he ever left. Yeah. I Guys, ever left I'm the back. Failure? Fuck yeah. you. You were here yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so with that, do you want to jump into our main topic yes. that Alex would totally not understand? Yes. So I, uh, I feel as though me and Jeff are uniquely qualified to talk about a topic going around the internet right now. Uh, as hockey nerds and 
terrible people on top of that and people who have a podcast. Interesting that that uh that that Venn diagram of things came together. Terrible yeah, people so, and hockey fans. Uh, this came up because a lot of internet-based podcasts that talk about the internet are just not going far enough on a topic and don't have the kind of depth required to properly talk about kind of this fantastic meme-tastic even blight that has befallen the hockey community and uh, that that blight is known as gritty the new mm-hmm. philadelphia flyers mascot basically imagine if someone looked at animal from the muppets and decided to mix that with like i don't know fucking alien just like whatever your personal idea of what scares you the most hang on hang on I, I got a list of things, i got a list of things to describe him with I literally made a list. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, it's uh, He guess. is a methed out animal. Yep. He's the thing that the uh, Where Did They Touch You doll was touched by. <laughs> He's apparently what Grimace and the Hamburglar, or Hamburglar create when they fuck. He's, <laughs> he is what I am convinced is going to kill me eventually. Yep. And he's. I'm pretty sure what I thought the boogeyman looked like as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those are all accurate. I I will go with it's whatever your personal idea of what the concentration of your nightmares are, what whatever it was that scared you the most as a child, marry that together with animal and you get gritty. Yeah. He is the spirit of the sports fandom of Philadelphia distilled down into one Jim Henson acid induced fever dream. Yes. It, it, the spirit of the Philadelphia Flyers fans, which strangely he is not. Man, I may I was about to say I'm about to take this out an even like darker turn, like not actively beating up a Rangers fan or something. Like he's not the actively issue. drunkenly being a terrible human. <laughs> Here's the issue: rarely do I look at a mascot and go, "That dude owns a van," is on several lists. Yes, like, no. Even the Gritty fucking, owns a van. Even the fucking no Philadelphia fanatic, I assume, like, maybe does good things. The idea of Gritty doing anything except, like, eating children or worse, it just doesn't cross my mind. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's pretty horrible. Um, And the only thing that's better is all of the, uh, like, apparently Penguins fans have been photoshopping him. And they just like they're pictures of like a forest and just like gritty and dark coming yeah, out of it. I, it's like I'm I'm amazed that I don't recognize more of these from horror movies. Yeah, I, I, like here's the issue with gritty: any photo of it feels like a still from a horror movie. Yep. I wish I was kidding on this one. Like, like all you have to it's... do to turn any photo of gritty into a horror movie shot is just change it to black and white instantaneously it's like uh so he um they put these like googly eyes on him that don't fully google so it's like you know how there's like the paintings that are always looking at you like his eyes are always moving but always looking forward kind of and like this terrifying his eyes still don't meet stare but they're like alcoholic meth user at the bar eyes they're not just googly eyes they're like hey they're like thousand yards stare-ish too They've seen like, some shit, but they're the ones doing the shit, which makes it worse. Yeah. It, and it was hilarious because I told my girlfriend about this and I was like, I'm going to be on my friend's podcast to, you know, talk about this thing. And uh, she uh, she took one look and she's like, oh, no, he's kind of cute, I guess. And I'm like, hang on. So I just started like finding more pictures. And, like, just every time I showed her a gif of him moving, I just, like, watched her face just, like, sink. It's just like, ugh. Ugh. The the purest reaction I've heard (laughs) to Gritty is either the um, video of this mom showing little kids a picture of Gritty on her phone and the kids fucking running the fuck away from the phone, or my girlfriend's reaction, which was to message me immediately being like, yo, you're going to talk about this in your podcast, right? Because this is mm-hmm. fucked up. Oh, God, yeah. No, it is fucking scary. Um, and what's I had- funny is when I was Googling like mascot and whatnot, it was coming up with 
Now, this is going to be a little bit of like a half-assed answer on things, but like, I was Googling and they're like, oh, here's the person behind like 11 of your favorite mascots. And it's like, mascot production is actually a very small community. I'd say there's a pretty good bet that whoever designed Gritty designed a lot of other mascots and managed to not fuck it up this bad yeah. multiple times. Oh, no, I, I am convinced Gritty is not so much a designed mascot as just kind of the Flyers fandom's kind of collective consciousness birthed a dark avatar persona style. Like, Gritty just showed up at the whatever arena it was one day, and they're like, fuck it, guess it's the mascot now. There's no one inside there. That's just a thing. So I just Googled the guy who made the, uh, who made Gritty. And on paper, I can totally see what he was going for. Because on paper, he's basically created like a much more McDonald'sian creature that's, you know, rounder yeah. and cuter and better. Like, oh, that's where the Grimace joke I made in. earlier comes from. Yeah. And they just, failed so hard in actual like practice well so if you go back far enough into philadelphia flyers lore that's an icky sentence to say out loud like there's a, <laughs> the origins of gritty are there there's like this orange dude who's like a michelin man playing hockey and you're like oh i get it yeah that's fine not great but like not this and the fact that like gritty made it past a bunch of people who like I assume care about like not scaring children away and making <laughs> money off them. It's like, yeah, this is what we want. Y you want a rapist? Really? <laughs> oh my God. So Jeremy Clarkson summed it up very well in saying that at some point at the end of the day, a bunch of people had to stand back, look at this and go, yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing. That yeah. looks right. And it's friggin' awful. Ugh. It's so fucking scary. I don't even like, uh, uh. It's like the best thing is I texted this to Alex upon seeing it, and I I'm curious what will happen on the actual podcast for this week, because I gave him no fucking context. Mm-hmm. Just, boom, gif of Gritty on your phone. <laughs> and the Philadelphia Flyers Twitter is absolutely, like, hilarious. Gritty has his so own many... goddamn Twitter. <laughs> he does but like it, it's just all just the fan response to this has been perfect and the funny thing is is or here's what here's what we need to know whether or not they're going to actually like hold it together for the next year are they going to actually live with this decision I think you have to like you've spent the money there's a gritty suit out there you have to get a year's worth of use out of it. Mm-hmm. You can't just tuck your tail between your legs and slink back to that stupid bird they had. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is what, like, complements it as well is there's the, um... What was it? The Philadelphia Phillies? Yeah. Like, their mascot is a, like... The Fanatic, What the yeah. fuck are you as well? Is that what the Fanatic yep, is? the Philly Fanatic. The, uh, the baseball team? Yep. Yeah, because that thing... Er, I, I can't wait until these two have to share a field together and people actually do get to see them side by side. I assume Gritty was just killing the fanatic and eat them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like, that's the only... Yeah, no, that would happen. That's the only scenario my brain comes up with in this case. Like, I don't want the Bruins to play the Flyers, not because I think we'll lose, because I don't want them to kill our mascot. You want Blades to die to I that friggin'... I don't want Blades to get killed. Like, this is obviously just a wild animal they put in an outfit. Like, Obviously a genetically engineered orangutan or something. <laughs> because awesome. no one designing this would sign off on this shit. <laughs> no one in their right fucking mind. <laughs> like, this is what you make for a fake horror movie. Like, if you were like, hey, we're doing Five Nights at Freddy's the movie, this is what you'd make. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the costume for a monster in that movie. Not a sports team. Yeah. I can't wait to hear, like, the defense of it as well, because someone's going to have to stand back and go, no, 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 this thing, like, totally encapsulates the spirit of the Philadelphia Flyer. Hey, have you heard the explanation of Gritty? No, but I now want to. Oh, he's like, he fucking eats snow out of the out of the Zamboni and shit, like, and, like, he's got some bully background, it's like, it's the most 
fucked up and also like simultaneously Philly ass explanation of gritty ever. Mm-hmm. If I can find this quickly uh, again, like it's why? why, why would you let this out there? I don't, I just don't know. Okay. So here's an official statement. The flyers put out his father was a quotations bully. So naturally he has some of those tendencies. Talented but feisty, a fierce competitor known for his agility given his size. He's a loyal but mischievous, the ultimate Flyers fan who loves the orange and black but is unwelcoming to anyone who opposes his team. Again, this is what the Flyers officially put out there. Legend has it, it has earned him the name Gritty for possessing an attitude similar to the team he follows. He claims he's been around for a lot longer than we've known it. Getting some Elrich lore going on right now. And recent construction mm-hmm. of the Wells Fargo Center disturbed his secret hideout, forcing him to show his face publicly for the first time. He has some oddities that are both humorous and strange. A number of times he's been caught eating snow straight out of the Zamboni machine, and, un- and unbeknownst to most, his love of hot dogs has been inflating Flyers' uh, dollar dog night consumption totals for years. That being said, there's no denying he's one of our own. You fucking put an it monster as the character, as the mascot for your hockey team, Philly. Somebody's been, or one of the ones I'm looking at now is they have the uh, the creature from the movie Critters. Yeah. Is it? Oh. <laughs> would feel at home in an X Files trying... episode. The thing is, is they're the Broad Street bullies. There's so many like totally reasonable things they could have come up with. Their logo isn't even really a thing. Like I showed that to my girlfriend. Like this is a flyer, I guess. And she's like, what? Great question. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of just let that pass through my mind and never thought about it too hard, I guess. <laughs> uh, on one hand, I give him points for making a homeless guy their mascot. On the other hand, why the fuck would you make a homeless Muppet your mascot? <laughs> I literally have spent the last couple of days making a list of insults, so I never repeat the same insult of Gritty twice. Like, up until we started recording, I was still fucking making additions to it. I just have to look at it and go, yeah, I got a new one. Oh, God. This Bigfoot-ass reject. Not Bigfoot all of them are great. Reject. But they're all inspired. Jack Lynx fell into a Kool-Aid factory or something and, like, yeah. all the orange powder fell on him. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, 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 I Jim Henson's Fever Dream's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of these things where it's kind of like, it's the, I love this because we finally have something to point towards when we say, like, fans from Philly suck. And, like, I, I, I'd like to reiterate my favorite line about people about the Philadelphia Flyers fan I don't community. know if I'd wish this on them. I, this, is, this is the same community that you can just make up stuff, and either it retroactively becomes true, or your lies <laughs> were already true. Mm-hmm. You just didn't know it. Like, mm-hmm. Like, I haven't bashed Philly in a long time on the podcast, but, like, my feelings about Miss the fans too. of that community have not changed. No, and the thing is, is the more I talk to people, the more I learn that it's true of pretty much anything to do with Philadelphia, except I guess the Phillies, because I don't meet many Phillies fans. Uh, the Phillies fans have their own specialness. Yeah. But Eagles fans and Flyers fans, you can make any broad-stroking sentence you want, and you're probably right. I'm going to rewind back to the conversation I had with Alex, I think that made it on the podcast, where he was an Eagles fan for the last Super Bowl, and I was forced to inform him that that means he's sided with literal shit eaters. <laughs> literal shit eaters! That's what they do to celebrate! <laughs> of course they made gritty! <laughs> Don't believe this me is, on the shit eater part, the... you can Google it! This is the Eagles hangover, is what you're telling me? I guess. No, this is the kid that came from the Eagles hangover. Like, the Eagles fandom community and the Flyers fan community woke up, like, the day after the Super Bowl. They're like, uh, did something happen last night? And they're like, ah, no, no, did don't worry about it. you take your medicine? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Nothing happened. I'm on an all-natural version of it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably should have wrapped it. Yep. <laughs> and now we have Gritty. <laughs> now we have Gritty. Have you seen the uh, Photoshop yet of uh, Gritty as Kim Kardashian? I have seen all of them. I think at this point, like yeah. I'm in the Gritty subreddit. I'm like I'm I'm following the Gritty Instagram stuff. Where it's like I need to see all of this because 
this is amazing. Like, I, as someone who works in the theme park industry and, like, has to have weird conversations that, like, would pertain to Gritty, the fact that Gritty made it out of, like, someone's fever dream onto into reality, it's just, it's like, how did no one along the lines go, like, this guy obviously rapes kids? Yeah. Yeah. And eats them afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, like, the, well, the, this guy is your sketchy uncle personified. Like, I, the Pat Oswald joke about Uncle Touchy's puzzle basement, this is who that song is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly accurate. I, as much as I don't want, I kind of want them to win the Stanley Cup now, just for that awkward moment of someone have to hand the Stanley Cup to Gritty. Someone has to go, shit, he's good luck. Yeah! <laughs> I want them stuck with it for years to come. It's like a burning, orange, horrifying reminder to the Philadelphia area of, like, this is what you are. This is what the world says about your hockey team. The UP reject. Yeah. Is there anything more you want to say about Gritty, or should we move on? Yeah, that's that's all I got kind of thing. We're both just here to shit-talk Gritty. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best shit-talk that can be said about Gritty in total is, go look up Gritty. Yeah. And it'll do the rest of Go look up Gritty, it. yeah. There's nothing I can say that's worse than your first exposure to Gritty. And because Gritty's going to be the thumbnail for this, you have no excuse. You'll probably be confused at first, but it'll all I make was. sense, I promise. Yeah. That was some, like, minor league-ass hockey mask. I'm like, oh, that's... Wait, what? <laughs> oh, God. I'm looking forward to lots of sexy Gritty costumes for Halloween this year. Oh. <laughs> yep, that's a thing. You know it's coming. Yep, that is coming. Totally gotta be a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> it's reminding me of those hilarious memes of, uh, what's it called? Where they have the, or like the Vancouver fan with yep. a, uh, next to a girl dressed as the Stanley Cup and just mm-hmm. like, we all know she's not going home with him. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Vancouver. Or no, it was Toronto Maple Leafs. It was even worse than Vancouver. Works for both. Really does. Yeah, really works well. It's like the joke that Stanley Cup is shined with shark repellent. <laughs> That's funny. Sorry, San Jose. I live in California. I get to make fun of San Jose now. I don't even dislike San Jose. I don't Martin either. Jones is I like really the fucking up. good. Yeah. Say so the. There's only. Two teams I really don't like, and we're talking about one of them, yeah. and the other's the fucking Canadians, and the rest of them is just kind of live and let live. I'll talk <laughs> shit about the Devils, too. Uh, the, For, the Devils aren't the worst, but they're sure, not, yeah. but their fans are pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And there was that time period where they were ruining hockey for several years. <laughs> what period do you identify as that? Uh, that? What was his name? The amazing goalie that no one could score on, so all the games with them just dragged on for fucking ever you're probably talking martin broder i think so yeah that sounds right i always say uh martin broder is the brett Favre of hockey i he changed the game he did many rules were invented about him yeah technically they say it would make or the argument would be between martin broder and patrick Roy for changing the game because martin broder invented handling the puck and patrick and popularized the down goal but Either way, they're both really fucking good. Yeah. I, Martin Brodeur just wouldn't retire. Yeah. The, the <laughs> issue with Martin Brodeur was also the fact that it was like, his team sucked. They were winning on goaltending. Oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. Brodeur was the show. Yeah. It was Brodeur and the Jersey Devils. Like, that's... that. Yeah. Like, it, it was weird because I'm like, I love watching a good goalie, but holy shit was like, ah, oh, they're playing the Devils. It's gotta be boring. Why? It's gotta be shots on goal that never go in. Like, Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But say anything else you want to nah, talk about? Or? Bruins won in China. That was kind of cool. Bruins winning in China. Um, I was listening. I started listening to the Bruins Beat podcast because it's just like an hour of just the Bruins jammed in my head once a week that I can <laughs> listen to while I'm working. And uh, his name's Jimmy something, and he put it really eloquently, which is, I don't care what happens in China so long as they're there to ruin the flag raise. The banner raising ceremony for the Capitals on opening game. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know we beat the, we beat them once this season, and I don't know if that was the opening game of the preseason because the China games were kind of like not quite preseason. But... I don't know. 
I just thought it was kind of cool, but at the same time, it's like oh, there's got to awesome. be some Asian guy playing in the NHL right now. Send that team. Mm-hmm. Trying to send a but team. It's also it's um, forget the company, but there's a Chinese company that sponsors the Bruins, and I'm oh. guessing they also sponsor the uh, the Calgary Flames, which I find to be very confusing. <laughs> I didn't realize Calgary was popular over there, but uh, sure. I, I recently learned a lot about Calgary where I'm like, I, I feel bad talking shit about Calgary. No, no, I don't. Never mind. <laughs> but, yeah, here's to a good Bruins season. Yeah. They're they're doing well, other than I'm very disappointed in their performance again in Detroit because uh, Detroit has been basically playing for that first-round draft pick for the last five years. <laughs> yeah. I'm just super happy they didn't make the playoffs. Oh, they! Detroit did not make the playoffs by about four seats. I they came in dead last in the Eastern Conference. Last it doesn't change the fact that it was like, oh, this is so good. Streak is dead. <laughs> yep. Poor um, oh god, who's there? Are there poor Pavel Dotsduke? Yeah. But which is weird because I think the friggin' the the Red Wings is the only team we've lost to all season. It is. It's not the season yet, even. Yeah, and we crushed uh, the Capitals five to five to two. So <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah. We keep and it, they're all overtime losers. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking a. <laughs> I'm cur- I'm so stoked for the season again because I watched Nesson when I go for runs on the treadmill. And I'm just like, I really want, or I just want to watch the Bruins. Like, I just run faster on the treadmill when the Bruins are on. I don't when baseball is on. Oh, you mean that slow sport we should retire? Yeah. And then, like, after that, like, all of, like, ESPN is just, like, all nonstop football, which I do not follow closely at all. (laughs) That said, I like football a lot better than baseball. Yeah. But. Well, since we have you here, Jeff, we have a bunch of emails aimed at you. Woohoo! Uh, I'm gonna sum them all up in kind of one quick sense. Hey, when are you coming back again? Uh, I died. Yep. <laughs> uh, for the real answer, uh, when it works, the yeah. honest thing is, is my life is very busy, and finding time to podcast is very difficult, yeah, especially it, with the time zones. Yes. And um, the hardest part is, or I don't want to out anyone by any means, but. Al- it's much harder for oh. Alex to work around my schedule. Yeah. Um, like we, we have Alex who works, I think it's four days a week. He works 10 hours a day for those four days, which means either we're taking off kind of his like extra day off, which is why you do that crazy schedule, or we're shifting around weird ways. Like it, you got to Jeff goes to bed at like 7.30 at night, gets me up at 4 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, I, I give it five in the morning, yeah. but like, when we did this for years, I was going to bed at like eleven, getting up at five, and like just every Friday, I was a asshole. Yep. <laughs> like <laughs> it was rough. The, the cycle needed yep. to end. <laughs> yep. Uh, but doing it one off every now and again is fun, and yeah. like when we have big events and stuff, I try and be there. But all of it being within like what my life will allow. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. But thank you for writing in. I do appreciate people. Karen and looking out for me, and I do appreciate even more people still listening to the podcast and keeping up with Alex and Charlie because them getting to do this is really special and having the viewership and people writing in and whatnot. Like, I can never even begin to explain how amazing it feels and really makes all of this worth it. And like, growing this thing has absolutely been an amazing experience. And yeah. I really do appreciate every time that you guys keep writing in, and I get excited listening to the podcast as well listening to people inter- interact with alex and charlie so yeah it's kind of, kind of fun having it listening. out like, you're still kind of involved but not directly it's like i know that mm-hmm. i know the post-production on this yep it's it, it's fun getting to see like i have an understanding of like oh and here's where things are about to go off the rails or like i can see how this preamble started <laughs> I, I could tell what this was cut down from <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I kind of want to do a podcast where you guess what preamble we were starting with, and I'd be like, nah, that's not at all where we started. <laughs> you and Alex record a secret preamble, like, by ourselves. <laughs> and then I and then record one with me and don't tell me, and yep. then I am inherently 
objectively incorrect. Yep. Jeff, we didn't talk about that at all. What the hell's wrong with you? Jeff, are you drunk? <laughs> Wouldn't be the first podcast. <laughs> that said, my track record of losing podcasts has, I think, has Alex beat me yet? Yes, but he's also been technically on more podcasts than you by now, I think. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so, because we picked him up around 60, didn't we? Maybe. Uh, this would be the halfway point. Because then he'd be at around 60, and yeah. I'd be at 100, so. Yeah. You were not I, on I all 100. Not, I wasn't, but I was on at least like 90 of yeah, the 100. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, or maybe like 80. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I, I put I put I put in my work. I, I put I did my time. Not saying you didn't. Slack. <laughs> but Well, since that. you're so rarely here, do you want to close this out? Uh, I would love to. So first of all I'll say uh that if you ever want to reach this podcast and write in, uh it's really simple. All you have to do is be on the podcast for two years and then uh wait 20 fucking episodes and then write a really snarky email and send it in or more simply you can uh reach us at wickham at gmail.com what's that email alex you didn't say it right you said wickama wickama you wickama said wickama. Awesomecast? <laughs> wicked awesomecast but, at gmail.com god you're bad uh, at this now i was really hoping for wicked awesomecast at gmail.com oh, should, i'm you, alex you should ask alex again <laughs> yeah Oh, uh, Alex, this is Jeff from 17 Seconds in the Future. What's what's that uh, What's that email address? Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spell uh, that sounds down in the show notes. This is the voice Charlie thinks Gritty talks with as well. <laughs> oh, my God, I believe that. I very much believe that. <laughs> oh, God. But. So, getting away from that sentence as fast as possible. Cue the metal. Yeah.